was sitting up in bed playing chess on my phone. Wow. I think. And um, because I had been watching the news like since Tuesday all day, like right. just on 24 hours a day. And so I was like, oh, I'll take a break because they've been saying these results are going to come in for days. And then I heard a, a woo outside of my window. Dang. And uh, so then I turned on the news and it was on a delay. So right. I got to see it as it happens. But that's so where it, I was. Was it like, because uh, it was Saturday, was it like college football? And then it was just like the tr- the graphics came on and you're like, oh, I know what this is. No, I turned on MSNBC because that's oh. what I've been had been watching. Gotcha. I uh, so I yeah. For people who, who don't realize, we taped Monday before the election started, and um, yeah, basically like Tuesday happened. I I knew we weren't going to find out by Tuesday, so like I didn't stay mm-hmm. up that late watching the returns or watching the news that day because I was like. I don't know. Every election, they seem to do the same thing where it's like it, they do it with like the Super Bowl and they do it with other uh, large events where let's say the actual event starts at eight o'clock. They'll start to do like pregame shows or like start to like do the broadcast at like four in the afternoon. And then it's just kind of like, oh, we're just going to talk about this thing that hasn't even happened yet. Because most of the real information you don't know until the polls close at like 8 p.m. East Coast. Right. Right. So I didn't start watching, I don't think, until like 9 or 10. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I just kind of like checked in here and there. But I avoided most of the things because it was like, we'll know when we know. It's hard to be like pins and needles for the whole time. At least for me, it was. Well, I knew that too. I think everybody knew that it wasn't going to be decided that night. <laughs> and But then we everybody still watched and was like, yeah. when is it going to? Because the first night was scary. And then the second one was better, and then nothing changed for three days. <laughs> well, don't you feel like the first night was basically how, like, um, an analogy for how Trump viewed the election, which is like the first night everybody was nervous because it was like Trump was winning, but it's just mm-hmm. like there's 30% of the vote that's being counted. Why is everybody nervous now? Like, we haven't even gotten to like halfway through the vote count. And meanwhile, Trump's like, I'm winning, I'm killing this election. And um, I don't know if you looked at any of the betting markets, but the betting markets were like up and down the whole night because um, because, yeah, people weren't sure, like with the mail in ballots, who is going to kind of uh, kind of like come ahead and when are they going to count them? When are they going to include them in the count? Um, I don't know. It it was it was kind of wild, but I wasn't like, I don't know, I wasn't like nervous or kind of in like oh, I'm worried now because he's winning. I was just kind of like, we'll know at the end of this, one way or the I other. Was, I was worried. You were worried. I mean, yeah. I, I think my my worry or my concern was more of like what ended up happening later, which is like people either discounting the vote or, not, or, or saying like this is fraudulent or whatever or not counting certain ballots. That's I think what I was more worried about overall Mm -hmm. because it seemed like it was like a perfect storm potentially for something bad to happen yeah i think it's kind of fizz i mean who knows but it seems to have fizzled out right or or maybe they're just in in terms of the public's anger 
like his supporters anger i don't know i think they're still angry i think the the coverage of it is just not as prevalent as it was the first day when it was just like oh there are people outside of the you know election center in philadelphia like trying to break in basically to stop yeah. the count whereas but don't now you i think know like that you're wrong in that situation well, don't you again, know like you have to think of who 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 they're taking cue from they're not taking cue from yeah fox news they're taking cue from the president and his people or other but then people. it becomes a mental illness and not a political party you know like that you would think that you're right i don't know and, maybe they look at us the same way but it's it's they definitely very do. odd and hey man welcome to politics man that's what politics is all about man just i don't know insert some george carlin bit about politics here but that's basically what i think either side seems to have uh that perception of the other side and there's the whole majority of the united states which is the majority of people who are in the middle of it not really caring one way or the other they're just like politics are not part of my life and whether that's you know correct or not correct to assume but that's how they truly kind of live their life is like this is not who i am which is why i think people were worried that trump might win because there was a lot of people who wouldn't who wouldn't admit to say that they were voting for trump which is why the polls man mm -hmm. the polls the polls poor nate silver man like he was just looking at the numbers and he was just like this is what the numbers say and everybody's just like you're an idiot yeah i don't know he's a weird guy he, yeah very very weird i don't know if you ever saw him <laughs> i saw maybe i think the first time he became like a not a personality i guess you could say a personality within the election polling and all that kind of world was um i guess like around obama he was on like the daily show and he was like talking to john stewart about that kind of stuff and i was he he just seems like the quintessential like modern millennial like tech person who's like mm -hmm. maybe exquisitely smart about this one particular place of expertise and it, you know they don't have social cues social cues they don't like understand how to like interact with other people because they're just like so focused on like this task that they uh you know are obsessed about and he came off as like a really awkward guy um he, he was almost like a he was almost like a, an 80s caricature of what a nerd would be mm -hmm. you know glasses you know kind of clammy uh pale skin and um uh, just kind of like avoiding eye contact and just numbers all about numbers numbers is truth yeah but he's like a weatherman yeah exactly like because numbers don't i don't know like sure like they how can you use numbers to like like for for sports like anything can happen at any point your numbers they're projections that's all they are of course. and they mean nothing <laughs> well i think they used to mean more or they used to be more accurate and i think now it seems to be whether it's polling has changed or mm -hmm. Uh, people's expectation in polls has like grown i think when you look at like everything else you're just like oh i can go on amazon and buy one thing and pretty soon they know everything i want to buy or need to buy and it's just like it's like an automatic so i think people still have this perception that like 
um, artificial intelligence or data tracking or any of this kind of stuff that has like become a commodity nowadays, they still think it's like foolproof, which again, I don't think, I think you're right. Like the numbers are the numbers, but A, the numbers might not be correct. How you interpret those numbers might be a whole different thing. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I, I only trust the betting market. I trust the people who like Vegas because there's actual like money involved. I mean, you could say there's money involved with like Nate Silver and the polling business in that sense, but at the end of the day, he's still able to do his job, right? Mm-hmm. He's not saying, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Uh, and then people are going to literally bet like their mortgage on that event, that, which is what happens in Vegas all the time. So they are really good at prognosticating favorites and underdogs because they know that, you know, they're in a business of making money and they use data. They use everything for that kind of stuff. Like when you, I don't know if you have gambled or, um, have done any of those things before, like bet on a game or it's kind of even just like for the layman who, who has no idea or interest, uh, with gambling, if you go to like any website really, but if you just like Google search, like gambling, like statistics or whatever, if you like baseball, if you like whatever, hockey, football, any sporting event. Um, you can see who's favored, who's an underdog, and more often than not, they're right. And it's kind of it's kind of wild, because mm-hmm. you know that's how people make their living is just betting on that. Yeah, too risky for my blood. That's what I say. <laughs> I sit down at a poker table and they say Annie up, and I say too too risky for my blood, and I walk away. You're like Annie down, please. Yeah. I, I can I like, have some money? <laughs> can you can give me this money back? <laughs> right, so, um, have you been to a casino? No. No. Uh, I've only been to... So, I've been to two casinos. One as an adult, one as a as a younger person. I think maybe I was a teenager or, like, a kid. I went with, like, family friends, uh, their parents or whatever took us. And I think it was just, like, the buffet. I think as far as we got. Um, oh, yeah. But I went I went to Atlantic City. I went to the casino, I think the Borgata. Um, and wow. It's it's just like a great place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went and I played slot machines, which are so much fun. And I went and got their buffet. Um, this was something I actually thought about recently just like in the past few days or watching like election coverage and see all the commercials for like papa john's pizza that is like a hamburger or a taco have you seen that yeah and i watch it's like gut-wrenching just watching it and i think of that like i'll watch a commercial like that and i just put my i just like put myself in the position of like someone who is not from this country or someone uh who yeah that like american way of life is not their norm and then they would come here and they would see this like i'm thinking of my parents i'm thinking of like immigrants who would come and they would see papa john's making a pizza that is a (laughs) burger or a taco and then just being like what the fuck is this who who is this for how is this even allowed to be shown on tv like it's (laughs) 
it's so repulsive. It's just like this is worse than like showing boobs or swearing on TV. Like, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Um, I'll but, admit that I I used to like the KFC bowl, the mashed potato bowl, and that's sort of a similar thing. Though I would say the difference is those things kind of go together, where it was mashed potatoes, yeah. uh, pieces of fried chicken, like uh, like boneless chicken things, and then yeah. like cheese on top and gravy. So it's kind of like a mess, but it is in the same sort of family. What is this? Right. This is pizza, hamburger, and taco. <laughs> so it was like, well, there's like a pizza burger, and then there's like a pizza taco, which obviously there are the classics like pizzas that would do like taco meat and shredded lettuce and cheese or whatever to be like a taco pizza and same with the burger where they do it hamburger meat i guess this is similar but then they like fold the pizza to make it look like a like a not like a calzone but like a burger kind of thing and i i think the the thing that i really it really is fucked up about it to me is the it's not that they exist it's how it's like shown in a commercial it it does it's like very sexual to watch those commercials because it's like creamy oozing cheese and steamy hot and it, it's like shot like cin- like cinematically it's shot as if it was like a very attractive person like putting on a, like a nice suit or like a bikini a bikini it's just like it has that yeah. mentality and that's the you, sexiest thing by the way is somebody putting on putting on a, a suit bikini. yeah or a bikini exactly <laughs> And then you listen to the voiceover on a lot of this stuff and you realize like a lot of the voices are just like like sultry, subtle tones and it's mm-hmm. just like it's oh, I don't it's know. not working for you. No, it really turns my stomach. And the reason I thought about it is like when I went to the buffet in Atlantic City at a casino, it is such a it is such a like mess of humanity when it comes to the casino, right? All these people are there like packed into these little places smoking eating and then you go to the buffet and it's literally every cuisine you could ever imagine mexican food asian food italian american french and then every dessert you can imagine and you pay whatever 25 bucks for the for the meal and you can eat as much as you can and yeah it's it's just like, oh yeah, this is why not only why everybody hates us. This is also why, like, there's so much like poison <laughs> in our in our in our bodies and our food and everything. So it's like yeah. this is not good. But they do have a salad, so you could eat healthy if you wanted to. <laughs> I never like the all you can eat thing. I can't eat that much. Yeah. So it's never worth it for me to spend. 15 25 dollars however much the sizzler costs you know or like a <laughs> like a chinese buffet or something like that uh, i Would can you get say, like maybe one helping and then i'm full i feel like a part of it is that isn't the the kind of premise for buffet this is how i believed it to be at least the premise of the buffet is that if you're paying um like entry to a buffet and you're not like using that one entry to feed three people, you're kind of a loser. But I thought you're only supposed to do it for like yourself. What do you That's mean? That's what I mean. I, I, I always, cause whenever I'd gone to a buffet with friends, it would always be like, okay, Mark's going to pay. And then we're just going to like, you know, right. But if they hang catch out. you, the thing was like, if they again catch that's, you sharing, then that's part of the game. 
I don't know what happens if you get in trouble, I guess. <laughs> I guess you, when you get in trouble, they either like kick you out, maybe? But also, wouldn't they just be like, hey, you can't... I don't know. I've never been caught. It, I, it's always been a thing of like... Some of them is very different. It's like, oh, you can only take one plate, and that's as much food as you can put in at a time. Is just on this plate. You can't take like multiple plates, maybe to deter uh, people from like trying to share and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, always have the mind that if I go to a buffet with friends, like four of us are going, at the maximum, two of us ha- are only paying. Like not all four of us are paying. I guess the difference would be in the casinos is that you get an actual ticket. And it's it's kind of like a carnival where there's an actual barrier between the entrance and the actual buffet. So in order to get past the barrier and into the buffet, you need the ticket, and mm-hmm. each person has to have a ticket. I see. But, well, no more buffets ever <laughs> because of. Uh, imagine being that one guy that brought COVID here. <laughs> How much like every day like that's the equivalent of those gender reveal people who lit the fire in california oh yeah that's right yeah it's like you you idiot well also i guess i would feel i would i wouldn't feel as bad for the person who with covid because there's a chance that like they didn't even know which and if it wasn't that person it would have been another person for sure um yeah it's weird because I don't know. What do you think the mentality is of something like that? And even if you remove like the virus thing or whatever, but like, let's say you, yeah, you were, you were solely the response responsible party for something that like became like national news. And it was something, would you say, even if it was inadvertent, well, I guess even now there's examples where people like inadvertently did something and it was like bad. You could say the people who, were doing gender reveals didn't mean to start a fire uh they just wanted fireworks at their uh, baby thing um and yeah i mean a lot of those people have got like charged with like actual crimes so you could say well, yeah because they did something they weren't supposed to <laughs> but also the whole concept is is flawed of gender reveal parties well I'll put it to you this way what ha- what what if you're what if you're mark zuckerberg and you're the creator of facebook and you're like I created this thing that oh, was see. meant to be one yeah. th- one thing, and it turns well, into this. To be like, fair, the thing he created was a website to rate women in their classes, <laughs> so it wasn't good from the start. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yeah, and so now he's like. All right, let's the, use yeah. Jack Dorsey for Twitter instead. Who's so, oh, that's the guy who created. <laughs> yeah, I know him as Jack. You know him as Jack. The yeah. Did, does he become your friend like how MySpace Tom became everybody's friend once they signed up, or is I that? Don't... No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. That it's kind of funny that like that was never really implemented, like as a social media platform, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or even MySpace. I would think too, where it's just like automatically you follow this person, and it's just like artificially boosts their. Uh, their uh their followers kind of like how u2 released their album on every was it an iphone or a samsung phone whenever it came out do you remember oh that? the the iphone yeah yeah so like everybody who bought an iphone also had the u2 album on there and they just were like oh yeah we sold a billion 
records because every phone had a U2 album on it. Yeah, which is like, who cares? I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> no, I, it isn't, but I don't think you could delete it off of there. You had to have it. Well, I don't have it now, so you must have been able to. Well, I think it was just for one version, but uh, oh. but yeah, if you were if you were Jack Dorsey and you created mm-hmm. this thing, that has done some incredibly good things and some incredibly terrible things. What would be your headspace right now in 2020? Would you be like, I, I'm, I'm the harbinger of all this evil, or I did some good things like a little bit ago? I well, I don't know what his, that. what his political views are, but it's, you know, Trump shouldn't have been allowed to use Twitter. First of all, that's something I think is that a president shouldn't be able to use Twitter. Like that, maybe that should be taken out of like, you know. They, because they're influencing people in a, a different way and things are getting spread because of what they post. It's just all bad news. But anyway, he like incited violence and did all these things that were against their terms that anybody else would be like suspended for. And they just let him do it until recently when they started slapping the like tags right. on it that said this isn't true <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. But they should have just deleted his account. account. Yeah, well, I think part of that is where do you lie? Where do you stand on where free speech should be? Like, I feel like that's where the discussion of free speech comes in is like there is an issue with social media platforms because they are not necessarily a free speech haven because there's a user agreement. that you you agree to that, right? Nobody reads it, but you agree to it. (laughs) And that's also potentially a problem, too, is that like there are definitely people on Twitter who have no idea what the user agreement deems as proper or not proper um, and, you know, can definitely violate it. But I think like, that's like a huge issue with um, conservatives is that Twitter will label certain things that they do as like incorrect or even potentially shadow ban them or whatever and do those kind of things. And their contention is that, you know, it's politically motivated, which probably is in some respect um but the problem is is that those aren't forms of free speech like you you are you almost have to be accepted onto those platforms in order to do that and those platforms have to then kind of like either admit are they a magazine where they can like have editorial of like what is allowed and what's not allowed which brings you know restrictions from what they can and can't do and how they can and can't restrict people or are they like a tool, like a public square, like that would be in the middle of your town that would allow anybody to come and speak? And I know there's lots of like legal issues regarding that because conservatives believe they should be able to say whatever they want to say. And Twitter and Facebook and social media are trying to figure out what the happy medium is, I guess, of like allowing them to say certain things, but not also incite hate speech and violence and like all that other stuff it's weird right it's like more fuel to the fire of like there should be like a true reconsideration of the constitution every like 10 to 15 years yeah i mean so if they want like the the free you know freedom to speech if they want that to be adjusted to include like all aspects of the internet or something right 
then why can't we adjust <laughs> the um, right to bear arms or or something like that? Yeah, and they're, I think they're so against it. us altering that in any way. But it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, that was things change every. Would you say fifteen years? Yeah, like things. Well, I would say that. Yeah, like whatever date or time uh, time period that they would want to impose is like how we would then kind of. I mean, we say every 10 years is the census. What if every 10 years we do a reconsideration of the Constitution? I think the, the downside is what you see with the Supreme Court is that when you have a particular party in power, they can dictate what the future will look like. And I think that is also kind of dangerous, which is why I think a lot of people are like, we have to keep the Constitution as is, is because it's the one thing that kind of mediates the political landscape it makes it well start drafting <laughs> start drafting a new one and then if it doesn't work you still like you're not gonna they just burn the old one all right let's start over let's start over Fuck. I think you can always go back to, i don't now. know I, I i'm just thinking out loud but I, I i do i do think that there's like there's some things like like the supreme court thing is interesting because we're upset that like they're including so many conservative ju uh, judges and they're not balancing the court as mm -hmm. as we would say most presidents in in past generations have tried to keep it fairly even or that process is slow enough where they, it's been evened and i think it's weird because like the democrats made it like they removed a, a filibuster or like a supermajority vote rule to allow them to like add justices when obama was in power and there were a lot of articles and there are a lot of people who are saying i mean specifically republicans who are saying we don't agree with this we think this is wrong that you are taking out a protectment uh a protecting thing from the judiciary process that favors you right now the problem is that you will not always be in power and when we are in power we are going to do the same thing to you and that's exactly what happened is that you know, Mitch McConnell and all those guys that are like, oh, well, you know, we are going to confirm Amy Coney Barrett because that's that's what the rules are. And I think what that continues to do is that as things go forward, we'll just continue to be like, all right, well, now Biden's going to do something to change this. And then whoever comes president after them, if they're Republican, they're going to go back and change all this stuff. And then it's just like a mess. It's not really mm -hmm. like doing the thing that it was intended to do, which is be like the judiciary um like decider of those kind of certain things whether it's court matters constitutional matters or whatever so i think it's weird now because it's like it's so lopsided and it's like how do you fix that now do you add more mm -hmm. i don't know this yeah i mean they should talk. also there should also be uh yeah welcome to political welcome talk. to political talk on uh will we be on msnbc or would be too dangerous for msnbc no, we'd be on public access. Yeah, we would be on PBS. Or no, we'd be on, like, uh, community access. Mm-hmm. And it, people would just be, like, um, it'd just be, like, uh, static noise flipping through the channels. It's, like, static noise, static noise, uh, my pillow ads. And then it's us sitting down in suits. You need rabbit ears to get our, our channel. Exactly. We're putting on suits, yeah. talking in low, sultry tones uh about politics yeah i like it <laughs> let's figure out how to do that i i think did you ever watch like 
I know like SNL did sketches like that, well, like the McLaughlin group or like um, uh, those kind of like political talk roundtable talk shows where it's just like, you know, five old balding white guys and um, one lady uh, talking about like, you know, OPEC or I've only seen it on like TV shows like uh, the Cosby show did it. (laughs) where Claire Huxtable goes on and she's uh, she's the one woman and the one woman of color and she right. has to like hold her own against all these older yep. white men. And I think they're talking about race at some point. She owns them. She owns them. I that That's something, I don't know how much like of those sports talk shows that you watch, but that's a big formula for sports talk shows is uh, two men and a hot lady in like in between the two men or like a mm-hmm. uh, hot lady and uh, a dude talking and it's weird because like once you go into the politics there is a version of that too where it's like um minority who is going to speak for all minorities uh and then a panel of uh white dudes who are going to like try to dismantle everything they say mm-hmm. i mean they like CNN does it really well. CBS, I think, is like probably the per- perfect example of it, where it's like, yeah, we're trying to hit the demographics, but like to them, the demo- demographics are like, all right, we got a black guy on, that's good for diversity or whatever, and then they're all just kind of like, but do you think it's right to vote that way? And they're like, yes, I do, I do think it's right, and they're like, we'll see, and up next, and it's just like Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't watch like that. Like MSNBC, um, CNN, CBS, Fox, like they're all like the same, just, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, CNN was hard. That's why I switched to MSNBC this election week because uh, they had Rick Santorum on CNN. It was very Uh, odd because they have like, and I don't know all their names, but they had Anderson Cooper. Wait. Yeah. Oh. I think they had Anderson Cooper, um, Jake Tapper, is that his name? Oh, yeah. And uh, then Van Jones and a woman, I don't know her name. And then it was Rick Santorum. And so Rick Santorum would talk and they would all just hang up on him (laughs) and say, like, you're stupid. How could you say that, you idiot? And then uh, Van Jones would say something that made sense and was poignant. And then Rick Santorum would be like, but I don't get that. And like... I mean, and everybody else would agree with Manchin. <laughs> it was yeah. a very odd dynamic that it's like, why did you ask that guy to be here? <laughs> I know. Van Jones is weird. Do you remember when Van Jones, when Trump gave his State of the Union address and Van Jones is like, this is the most presidential I've ever seen him. And, you know, I'm proud or whatever that he finally got there. It was like such a weird thing. This was also three yeah. years ago when everybody was just like. I think he's definitely gone back on. That. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gone back that on that too. I don't. I don't fault him for anything. I don't fault any of them who like say something that they go. I'm not. I'm not talking about like terrible stuff, but I'm talking like you're right. on camera. You don't have a script for everything. And in know. a conversation, you might say something that you're like, "Oh wait, that didn't make any sense," or like, uh, "I don't really think that." I, I I don't know. I don't know if I would give them that much uh, leeway only because um, 
the difference is that they're on TV and they're getting paid to do this. Like no one's mm-hmm. like dragging them off the street and be like, "All right, Mark, give us your top three things on like why you think healthcare should be for everybody or shouldn't be or whatever." Like these are uh, the sandwiches that you make. <laughs> the, the special sandwiches at uh, 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 Subway sandwich shop. <laughs> All right, that was Mark. We should run. And... We should run America like the Subway sandwich shop. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, like, Vanjos and all the other pundits are very well paid for their opinion. But part of the the thing I think that I don't like about a lot of that stuff is not only is it their opinion, but, like, they have to create, like, it has to be entertaining. Like, it has to be somewhat engaging for people to watch it, which is why you would have, like... I don't know. Wolf Blitzer is pretty boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's... There's nothing uh, dry, entertaining about. <laughs> he's very dry, but I, I, he he's not the reason people watch the show. He's just he's just the facilitator to all of the other people to whether it's they bring it on or they they come on and they talk about things. But Wolf Blitzer is never giving an opinion. He's just kind of like, and I'm giving you straight news, and it's like up to Van Jones and like all the other people to give their like thoughts on it. It's just mm-hmm. weird because. So, like, for election night, I watched CBS, and then I would flip over to Fox just to see what the difference is as far as, like, how how the perception of the night was going. And Fox is, like, how you can imagine, how most people could imagine, is just kind of, like, trying to carefully on eggshells, like, walk around the reality that Biden is probably winning this and kind of questioning mm-hmm. certain things and then kind of bringing up things that are not even really related to what's happening and just kind of be like, well, it's, it's kind of interesting that the Democrats are doing this and, uh, you know, and, you know, like playing defensive about certain things when they're like, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that people would say those nasty things about the president and all those things. It's like, they're just playing it up. Whereas CBS would be playing like the opposite and MSNBC, MSNBC and whatever. Um, and then have you ever seen Newsmax? or heard of Newsmax. No. It's like a so. it's like a ONN like knockoff channel um with like uh yeah, just like pseudo conservatives with, with like not good camera equipment so it looks like it everything's shot on like an iPhone and everybody looks kind of like they're wearing too much makeup and everything kind of looks like a fake zoom background mm-hmm. and they're just like purely just saying trump shit basically and that's what this is all about now it's very hard to kind of just like watch because it's just like hard to look at yeah but yeah but now that biden won and everything is going to go back to normal and like everything that almost immediately almost immediately and then like life will be cool again and I can go hang out outside with all of my friends without a mask because COVID doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it's great. Yeah. I, I'm i looking forward to it. <laughs> did you well, go out? I mean, these, did I go out and celebrate? Yeah. I went out, or I went to the uh, park with a friend yesterday, or, yeah. or two days ago. And then yesterday, this, today's Monday. And then yesterday I went to the park with some other folks, different park. Right. So that's Wait. what I did. How about you? I, I mean, I was outside because a very nice weekend, but I, I, I did not go to any of the like gatherings 
only oh, because yeah. of, I was just like too many people. It, COVID, COVID's still there. COVID's right. like I didn't. Hey, man. I wasn't gonna go into the city. No way. Hell no. But uh, there were a lot of people that asked me if I was going or like did. It. I was like, I don't know. Kind of, it's kind of wild considering that like COVID has had the highest uh, infection rate days for the past week since never because these are the highest we've ever had in the United States. Kind of right. seemed like a inopportune time to go mix it up with a uh, with thousands of people. Uh, who may or may not be wearing a mask mm-hmm. screaming and chanting and i don't know i i saw like photos and video of people in the washington square fountain like just in that area like in the fountain and i was just like this is not gonna end well for us oh boy <laughs> yeah i mean that there's... could be said that's true of like normal times because anybody who goes into that fountain you're gonna leave that fountain with something a staph infection and a fucking t- TB, tetanus, you name it. Yeah. But, yeah. I would never, any chance I get to, to not, I, I mean, it it sounded like a fun idea, but then it's like, oh, I got to take the subway and there's going to be crazy people there that are just like loud. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> loud. <laughs> My first thought when I heard the guy say woo outside my window was shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I realized like what, you know, what was going on at the time. You were like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a, there is yeah, an election potentially. Right, right, right. I thought it was just someone saying woo. And you're just you know, like, screaming. Yeah. So you're going to no. throw open the sash, <laughs> take, take off my sleeping hat and say, oh, you'll keep her down out there. Yeah, you're gonna really uh, Scrooge it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Ruin the fun for somebody who's, yeah. who's just excited, you know? Yeah. Well, don't be excited outside my window. <laughs> Go be excited somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll we'll continue all the good times. We'll let the good times <laughs> roll. As Steve Miller, did he say that? I think the, the cars. The cars. Wow, I was in a different era yeah, steve miller okay. only wrote fly like an eagle or uh no yeah what is fly like an eagle yeah take the and money the, and run take the, the joker the joker that's the one i was thinking of yeah uh being an employee at a bowling alley i've heard that song no less than five thousand times <laughs> did you get sick of it or did you like it yeah no i'm very sick of it like it's wow <laughs> It's um, it's definitely a, a song that people will. Uh, it's a song that you can only appreciate the first time you smoke weed, and you're like, "Hey, I hey, this is cool. I get this now." And then pretty soon you're just like, "Oh God, make it all stop." Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's a good song. <laughs> Touche. Short, Touché. sweet. Um, yeah. So elections over and we're moving on living our lives as uh as we roll into a november yeah year's almost over i end my year in december also oh okay i do as so well we only got a couple more weeks yeah i'm excited now for the for the onslaught of year end reviews 
uh, where it's just like 2020 in review, and we'll just kind of relive all the terrible things that we that has happened. And well, then maybe also, we'll do it. We'll do an episode uh, like that. Yeah, we'll Let's, do a year in review. A year in review. We'll have different categories. Yeah, I'll just say right now, one of my favorite things that didn't get enough attention is the the Reds announcer, which we already talked about. Oh. Yeah. But uh, people seem to just blow right past that. And it's one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've ever seen. I feel like that's a category of like um, things. We I feel missed. like things we missed are like monumental fuck ups. Because I feel like there's been plenty of those. That, like if we thought about it, there were plenty of those kind of events that happened where we're just like, oof, you'll want to take that one back. But yes. Because Kim the... Kardashian doing her private island getaway thing. <laughs> There's yeah. so many. That was definitely one. Because um, that was only covered for a couple of days. Also, nobody was really talking about that. There's literally too much news. Well, not yeah. There's not too much news. There's, uh, there's. I don't know. We, we don't have the appetite to really like dig in unless it's like a massive thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, there should definitely be a category that we'll do of of like this happened in 2020 but you forgot about it um and i feel like tiger king is at the top of that list yeah because i don't like if, if I, tiger king God, def- so many things yeah <laughs> this year was so long sorry Austra- i keep, <laughs> I keep australia was... off and going into a, a depressive <laughs> oh this year australia was on fire remember that the entire country of australia I don't. Yep. Well, it happened. I really don't. <laughs> it really happened. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, and Prince died, which is just insane. No. That was this year? No. <laughs> no You're it was, crazy. It was two years ago. <laughs> you got... I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know what happened when. I know. Uh, that will definitely be uh, something I look forward to and uh, e- immediately uh, skimming through because I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia skimmed. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll think of that for a future ep. Yeah. All right, dude. Should we get started? Let's get started.